Hi, and welcome to the Let's Do Video podcast. My name is David Maldo, and today we're seeing a lot of people new to using video, and a lot of them have questions about security. So I've invited my guest, Jim Record, Director of Sales and Engineering at High Five, to tell me a little bit about High Five's approach to security. So Jim, thanks for joining us. David, nice to be here. Great, and, and you've, uh, you've actually been in the industry a while. Could you tell us a little bit of, of your background and, and basically how long you've been dealing with security and video? Oh, gosh, I've been doing this for a while. So I was at the beginning days at WebEx when it got acquired by Cisco. I saw the exodus of those who went over to create Zoom. I was uh, part of GoToMeeting when it was with Citrix. And then I was part of that transition over to LogMeIn. And then I ended up over at BlueJeans in San Francisco uh, to just kind of do things a little bit differently. And then I came across High Five. So I've been with High Five now around a year. And I'm sure High Five users and potential High Five users are saying, okay, everyone's talking about security. What's High Five's security story? And my understanding from chatting with you is it's basically about the platform itself. It's about your choice to use cloud architecture. So how does that, how does that make you secure? So, yes, one of the reasons I actually came over to High Five is I was very intrigued by the WebRTC platform. Um, WebRTC has been around actually for a while, but High Five was really the first um, company really to focus on WebRTC. And interestingly enough, it was not only the choice of WebRTC, but it was also their unique um, model in terms of how they bring users into a meeting that had me intrigued. So just talking a little bit about WebRTC from a security standpoint, WebRTC is an open source uh, platform. There's thousands and thousands of engineers that are working on WebRTC. So consequently, you can well imagine that security is high on everybody's mind. And sure, there's a lot of reviews, of course, with all the engineers as well. So it's a really secure platform. And it also then uh, transposes that security over to use on the browsers. And user use on the browser means that you don't have to download anything. That makes things much more open, much more transparent, and much more simpler. So I, I felt really confident with the security around WebRTC. And then the curious thing was also the way that High Five had modeled the way that participants get into the meeting. In other words, the way that High Five looks at the world is that if you're on the team, you can come on in. If you're not part of that, our enterprise, part of our company, you cannot. And that in itself inherently is a security-minded way to approach uh, video conferencing. Now, and just to make sure I understand how that works, um, you know, Let's Do Video isn't, isn't the biggest company in the world, but I do have some power. One thing I can control is that if you want to have a letsdovideo.com email address, you have to work with me. No one in the world can get that. That's the one superpower I have. So my understanding is that's sort of how you, you know who's on my team. If someone has a letsdovideo.com email address, then they're like, pre-approved that's correct they're pre-approved so in my organization for instance at high five anybody that has a highfive.com email address automatically gets into one of our company meetings there's it's really a passwordless kind of model in the sense that high fivers get into the high five meeting but those outside the organizations cannot in fact uh, i did a couple of meetings here this morning those guests who came to my meeting had to wait in the waiting room i in a sense vetted them decided whether or not I wanted to let them in, and consequently, without a password, without any, anything complicated, I was able to control who came and joined my meeting. 
Yeah, actually, that that's how you know, we're in your meeting room right now, and that was my experience. I, I clicked the link, and I got a message saying you will be allowed into the meeting, and and then you let me in because I'm not. You know, it kind of reminds me of the model of how a physical meeting works. If I walk to a high five headquarters once we're allowed to to be socially close to each other again, if I don't have a badge. Uh, you know that says I work at High Five. I'm not going to get into the meeting room unless someone lets me in. So it, it's it's it kind of seems like a, a natural way to 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 handle security for getting into a meeting. It's a very natural way. Now, of course, you will have those scenarios where you have those executive leadership meetings that you know they don't want to share with the rest of the company or those delicate HR conversations. So there's a slightly different model for that that you'll want to protect your meetings with. But all meetings in general for the seven years that High Five has been around has been primarily on what we call our, our domain uh, entrance into a high five meeting. And it's been very effective. Yeah. And it seems I'm, I'm rethinking the whole the WebRTC thing in light of all this, because I, I remember briefing with High Five years ago uh, when we were making the choice to really focus on the WebRTC. And I said, well, you know, WebRTC is good, but if you focus on your app, your app is whatever you want it to be. And the teams making the decision said, you know, David, First of all, WebRTC is good now, which it really is. This call has been flawless. Every every high five call I've been in, I really haven't had any issues. But uh, also, if if you have a, a downloaded app, sometimes there's headaches that come along with it. Sometimes people will find something they don't like on it, and then you have a whole argument about is it malware, is it safe, and da 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 da. And just by focusing on the WebRTC, if there's no download to worry about, there's no download to worry about. Is absolutely. That kind of yeah, absolutely. And in fact, when you present an app to an IT security team for uh, with a new customer for the very first time, that's going to delay uh, that customer getting on and starting to use the service. The security team will have to vet it, will have to double check and make sure that this is not going to introduce malware as you said very well. Um, and so it, it creates a barrier. We want things open. And in fact, most people who are actually on a WebRTC have that, share that similar view that's it, it should be open and very easy to access. Um, on top of that, I will also add that malware can get into some of these apps, and so that can potentially be a problem. So it's another chore, it's another task, it's another um, thing that one has to always keep in mind as you're developing new features, new releases, and so forth. It's just an extra burden on organizations such as High Five. Uh, now, having said that, there are some apps. In fact, we still have a High Five app. And that's for those who are on uh, certain browsers that are not WebRTC compliant. I'll mention Safari, for instance. Um, and we also use apps on our mobile devices as well. And that's just because of the unique natures of mobile technology. And we want to have a certain look and feel when you join a mobile experience. Okay, uh, one other question about um, where where all my traffic goes when I'm making a phone call. Now, um, you know, obviously we're we're in you know we're a global community now, and I have a lot of friends in Canada. And if I call a friend in Canada and it connects to a high five server in Canada, I'm I'm okay with that. But if I'm here in Florida and I'm talking to someone in New York, it'd be nice to know that it's all staying within the United States. So so how where are your servers and how do you control where the traffic goes? Well, that's a great question. And in fact, it's one of the uh, challenges that all of us in this business are not faced because um, while you would want to have all that traffic in the United States, that's understandable. And Europeans want to have all their traffic and storage of data also in Europe. 
which generally comes up with GDPR regulations, um, that may not always happen, believe it or not, mainly because of the way that the internet is structured and, and the way that certain data centers can fail. And so you always have to have a plan B. So one of the things that you do want to keep an eye on is when you are uh, adopting a service like I-5 is you may ask that questions. Where are those data centers and how will that impact my business? From security standpoint specifically, what do I need to keep in mind when I'm using the data centers that Hi5 has? And to answer your question, by the way, we have two servers, uh, two data centers rather, on both sides of the United States, one here on the West Coast and one in, in Virginia. For Europe, we're currently using Dublin because we can't trust the UK anymore with Brexit, and we have one all over in Australia to serve our, uh, our Asian business primarily. Great. And I just thought of another question, uh, and I'm sorry I've been bouncing around, but uh, you know things are happening fast in the world right now. Um, I think some of our viewers might be a little bit more on the technical side, and they might want to know, you know, what are the details of how the signals are, are, are this and that? You know, if you're going through WebRTC, it's just um, that's what you know that's what you're using, right? But along with that traffic that's going through, uh, use WebRTC uh, using that protocol and and, and using uh, those security um, elements. Uh, there's still encryption involved. And so encryption is something that uh, a lot of your viewers uh, may know about, but those of you who don't know too much about encryption, encryption is a way to take what we're doing right now, scrambling it and putting on it a key, sending that traffic through the internet, well actually through the intranet, through the internet around the world to our data centers, uh, and then back from the data centers back to you, and then opening it up with the key at the other end, decrypting it, and so that you can see that the other end. All that happens in a blip of a second and uh, should have, it's nothing that you'll actually notice it's, uh, at all, but that end-to-end -end encryption is terribly important, uh, especially if you're concerned about the security of your conversation. Um, I will say that the encryption schemes that are now available are always getting updated. And that, by the way, is something always to keep in mind when you're looking at the security compliance of many of these companies. Um, all of us services are trying to do our best to keep the malware, to keep the malfeasance away. But what you need to also keep in mind is that not all of us are updating as we should. So keep, you know, just double check and make sure that we're doing the latest and greatest in terms of encryption keys, in terms of, uh, of models that get us securely through the Internet. Oh, OK, so, so the encryption is something that you guys do. It's not just inherent within WebRTC. No, it's not. Oh, okay. um, but it's part, it's part of the model as well. So, but the encryption starts with the end mile, so the end user, so to speak. So you have to encrypt it uh, directly here on your, um, your laptop or whatever device you're using at home these days. Um, and that encryption is part of the WebRTC model. And that encryption then carries through our data centers and then back to the other end. Got it. All right, I think, are there any other aspects of security that our customers or potential customers might, might want to know about that we haven't covered here? Well, a lot of companies um, have some um, prioritized things differently, and so they may end up with some bad privacy practices. Um, my recommendation is always make sure that you know who is coming in your meetings and that you set up your meetings so that you can control it. In other words, make sure that parties that you don't know can't do something mischievous to, to your meetings. Um, be aware that there are vulnerabilities out there, so be cautious as opposed to always assuming that things will always go well. 
Um, and configurations. Make sure that you understand the way that you're configuring the meetings that you're setting up so that bad things cannot happen. By default, most services out there will make sure that nothing bad will happen, but just make sure you understand those configurations so that nothing will go wrong with your meeting from a security standpoint. And, and, you know, kids are always going to want to skip class, so they're going to be, and they're smart, they're going to be coming up with better and better ways to, to mess up these meetings. So we're going to have to be, we're going to have to try to stay one step ahead of them. <laughs> uh, yes. That, that, so, yes. So if you do have video, it has nothing to do with security, make sure that you know that you're on camera, I guess, at all times when you're in a meeting. So make sure that you uh, behave when you're in a meeting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to behavior. Well, Absolutely. Well, hopefully people will, um, you know, if people had questions about High Five and how we handle security, how you guys handle security, I hope this clarifies things. You could always find out more by contacting the people at highfive.com and look for more content like this at letsdovideo.com. And what I, I'll just say one more quick thing, in fact, sure. is that if you uh, need to, is uh, want to learn more about security, just Google High Five Security and find more information there. Great. All right. Thanks so much for joining me and um, have a great day.